Good morning. I'm Lauren Anders Brown, an independent documentary filmmaker. Being behind the camera in over 40 countries has resulted in hours, days, terabytes of footage. So much of what happens to make a shoot possible ends up on the metaphorical cutting room floor. Most of my editing used to take place in planes, trains, or whatever available coffee shop had a decent filter single origin coffee, and always using the hashtag today's office. Now, I am picking up the scraps, reviewing old interviews, and scrolling through my social media to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it is like to travel, produce, film, direct, record, alone, as my own correspondent. After a surreal 24 hours traveling overnight on a train from Romania to Moldova in Eastern Europe, interviewing seven emergency doctors, and being treated to a football match across the internal border in Moldova into the seldom-spoken unofficial country of Russian-occupied Transnistria. The surreal part was still to come. A bit bleary-eyed, I had to refocus my eyes as an email comes into my inbox from America Ferreira and Ryan Pierce-Williams, inviting me, and also asking if it was even humanly possible, to produce a series of short documentaries on some of the inspiring Latinx people they had met through the Voto Latino Innovation Project. Possible? Absolutely. With less than two weeks prep while I was in a foreign country? Sure. In California? A whole nine hours behind where I was at the moment? After the borders I had just crossed, I wasn't about to let that be the breaking point. Although, I wouldn't recommend filming during the day, wrapping with a glass of underrated Moldovan wine, and continuing to work through the night prepping to anyone. With the exception of the Moldovan wine, of course. That I would recommend. And fun fact, Queen Victoria's wine of choice was from Moldova. And yes, among my daytime travels and filming, I got to stop and sample it at Negru de Pucari. During my nights, I pulled together a crew. Thankfully, Ryan was directing and I was merely co-producing and second camera with America, which let me take off one of my usual stacked hats I wear for different on-set responsibilities. Ryan had a cinematographer. I was able to get our bare-bones budget really only allowing for a sound mixer, and one of my most trusted mixers had made the move from New York City to California. Travel, location permissions, contributor permissions, and scheduling, and several flights and informal call sheets later, I found myself in an Airbnb in San Mateo, California, one of the more affordable places in the San Francisco Bay Area that worked for our different locations we'd be filming in over the next five days, including the furthest location we'd be going to by car in the Salinas Valley. And for us, yeah, just home, you know, this is King City where you walk around town or drive around and you see, you know, everybody knows everybody feels that way a lot of the time. And we'll be coming up on Broadway. And I'll show you kind of our downtown. After a two hour drive, obviously helped by some much needed coffee. We drove through the only stoplight in King City and arrived at Teak Chapa's family home. Teek is a bright, energetic Stanford graduate who created a program with the goal to improve the lives of Latinx through entrepreneurship, through research, 
education, and network creation. We're going back to where Teet grew up to learn how he was inspired to create such a program. Walking through the front door into the kitchen, it took seconds to realize where Teet got his inspiration from. Do you want me to take these out, or what do you do with them? Where do you want me to put them? Oh, okay. So let's see. Um, you should put it right here. Where are you going to put the chicken? Probably the chicken. One there and one here. Okay. Yeah. okay. We're going to go ahead and eat, and then we can sit down and catch up. Thanks for coming. How's your class going? Wow. Which one? I have like four classes now that I'm teaching after school. I teach. Vamos a quitarlo de la manteca y ponemos en uno de estos, ¿no? Dame una fork. Sí, hay gran. Every wall was a brightly painted different color. Red, turquoise, yellow. The food radiated the love that it was made with. But it was his parents' presence that resonated with me. His father owns a convenience store where Teek gained his own business experience firsthand as his mother Sonia shared with us in their interview. about what your attitude towards the boys' education was? I mean, first of all, your boys went to Stanford and UCLA. Yes. Which, Mm -hmm. from what I understand, is not the common trajectory for most people who live in this area, right? So what was different? Why did your boys climb to such wonderful heights in education if it wasn't kind of the norm in this area? Um, for me, I, education was important. Even growing up, I, when I moved from Mexico to our first little camp south of King City, as soon as I learned English, I knew I could move forward. And so, um, and I was always learning, and I got out of the fields. I went to school, and I worked after school for these caterers, and I worked at a shoe store, and then I went into banking. So I knew how important that was. Um, And I got a full-ride scholarship to go to Fresno State. So I'm the oldest of um, five girls. Um, So I didn't have that um, growing up, that education was important. I was still in a large family where it was helping the family. And so I did go my first year, and then I came back to King City. I continued in banking and um, because of to help the family and to help my to take care of my sisters. I have five sisters. And so when the boys, um, when we had the boys, that was so important to me that they would um, have the opportunities I didn't have. Cause, and so, and then going to work at Monterey County Office of Education, as an interpreter, I was always empowering families and moms and the value of education. Because as an interpreter, I worked for all the specialists. And so then I learned different ways of raising them. And then I was involved with them. I would participate in their classrooms once a week. So then I knew how to enrich their lives at home in addition to them going to school. And they were both um, very smart. And I didn't, they were both very smart. Um, and they were in separate classrooms. And so as they grew older, um, one of the teachers told me, you know, um, they could go to private school. You know, we're doing our best here because I think Nick was bored. And so we would have um, 
conferences and then I would go in and help them so that they can go to school here and still be challenged. So I'd volunteer and I'd, we'd do little separate activities for them so when they were bored with the regular routine, they had additional routines. Um, and so I'm so thankful that I learned so much as an interpreter helping other parents. I was the one that was getting an education also. And so that helped me help the boys um, and um, it was important. I knew they were going to go to college. I just knew that, you know, that they were, that it was going to be different for them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why it was so important. While the film we were making was about Teak, there was so much more to Sonia than we could include in the short documentary, where she came from, the lessons she learned, and how instead of guilting her sons with her experience, she used them to help them grow. Oh, and here's the picture. Yeah, of all this, because we, yeah. So this was this was their high school. This one's their high school one. Well, no, actually, this one is again from baby to older. But that was their senior picture, and um, that was their one of their prom photos where they both went the same year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna get the close-ups, can I just hold it? Oh, I'm sorry, would you mind telling this what this one is? Um, this is a, this one's my quilt um, because I had so many t-shirts. I, this is again them and this was their handprints, one of my t-shirts. And um, we went to the snow. We went on many mission trips to Mexico. So that was fun and that was very special because I wanted them to have that experience to know. And uh, we went and spent probably three spring breaks in Mexico. Um, they went first by themselves and I wanted them to go and then they came back and they're like, mom, you have to come, you have to come. And so then I went and I was the interpreter for the group. Yep. So that's what those um, trip ones. And that's their high school picture from Palma. And the poem down there is by the prophet, children. And when I heard that, that was one of the poems that was very special and that's how I decided to raise them, that it was their life and their journey. Yep, they were my children, but not... Anyway, that poem says it all. <laughs> that's why it's down there. Can you tell me, summarize what the poem says? Uh, for me, it's that the children come through you, but they're not yours. They have their own life and their own soul, and you will not know where they're going, or you cannot visit where they're going. So... That was that was key for me, and I have it framed. I had it put on the quilt because that's. I think I heard it at a conference when there were two, and then I posted, put it up in my collages, and I always remember it. it's their journey. Yep. So, yep. This is to me the American dream: growing, learning, supporting the next generation to make it a better place than we may have ever experienced. I learned so much from Sonia in that one afternoon. Her perspective on parenting is one I carry with me to this day. I collect bracelets from the places I film in and had asked Sonia if I could buy a bracelet from her own business, Soul Treasures. She sent me a beautiful wire bangle with turquoise arrowheads around it, along with the poem she uses as the guide for her children. That was in 2015. I still have the poem and the bracelet and the inspiration which I left the Chapas home with. It is meeting families like the Chapas that remind me why it's important to vote, 
to support a better American dream than the one my grandparents lived, one that's supportive, inclusive, and the way the United States was built with people from other countries and cultures. Learn more about the organization that commissioned this documentary series at votolatino.org. Also, please take the time to look at the organization founded by America Ferreira and Ryan Pierce-Williams at iwillharness.com. And vote. And that's it for today. Back next week with more from my correspondent. Do join me.